I never could have imagined a world where water could be harvested from desert fog. And then I spoke to Jamila Bargash, co-founder and executive director of Dar Sihmad, an organization in Morocco that operates the largest fog collection project in the world to help local communities relieve water shortages. My husband uh, and friends coming through our house in Casablanca for years talked about fog. It was an interesting topic. However, it really never kind of touched a chord in me until I saw it. Once I saw that uh, fog rolling in from far from the shores of the Atlantic Ocean and rolling into the mountain, it was just simply an amazing, almost a religious moment uh, of seeing and connection with nature. And that changed uh, the course of uh, my professional life. I became very much interested in fog. And then little by little with my partner, we started building the organization of Dar Sihmad. Dar Sihmad's fog collection project helps families in arid areas access a reliable source of water In this episode, we'll hear about how the project has grown and fostered close partnerships with the surrounding communities. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, a program by Expo 2020 Dubai. The communities that Dar Sihmad services are located in southwest Morocco, in a rural county at the end of the Anti-Atlas Mountains. To date, the organization serves 16 villages, reaching over 150 households, plus all the schools within the region. Our major work is towards the beneficiaries of the mountains who drink the fog water, so that's one aspect of the work providing water to communities who suffered from drought and non-access to water. And then, besides this, we run many educational projects in which there is environment as the core. So we work with a university, high school students, and even primary education students in the region where we service people with water. So for us, there is a continuum between water and education. I see. Um, I, I imagine that can be quite a balancing act at times. How do you split your time between the community work and the educational aspects? Um, I do have a lot of administrative and fiduciary responsibilities that I have to work with. But I also, as an anthropologist, and the reason why I joined the organization was the ability to be in the field. I do work in the field, I go to the mountain, I go to the other projects, we go see partners, we meet with beneficiaries, myself and the staff member, of course. And then there is all the writing, the communication. So there is not really one typical day other than to say that I wear all these hats and I have to distribute them through my week. It's that kind of dedication that has helped Dar Sihmad reach what it has set out to achieve. In one word, I will say that the impact in the countryside where we work has been absolutely radical. 
radical in terms of not having any anxiety as far as water availability and accessibility is concerned, especially for the women who used to walk to the wells. There is enough water for the livestock to drink, especially when there is a lot uh, of heat and the animals cannot go out uh, to eat and graze if they haven't uh, drunk. And all the little kids, the boys and girls are going to school, at least prior to the COVID. With the COVID, of course, everything has changed. And then there is an improvement in terms of health and hygiene. And as the beneficiaries say themselves, there is a, a sense in which there is an improvement uh, an impact in the quality of life, one, and also in the recognition of the plight of people who do not have access to water today. That's fantastic um, uh, return on your investment. Uh, now, with a project of this size, there are always hurdles to overcome. What are some of the obstacles that you've had to navigate as you built your project from the ground up? There were, of course, challenges in setting up uh, the organization, and there are two types of challenges. There are some challenges that are proper to uh, setting up an organization in the country, you know, by in terms of the bylaws and the legal aspects of the work. So that was a little bit uh, frustrating in the beginning. And then the second one, which has to do with, I think it's internal, and it has to do with having people come work for the organization that absolutely share the same commitment, what I call the same fire, that as a co-founder one has, because you are, uh, as a person, when you commit yourself to this world of uh, NGOs and civil society, you're doing this because you believe in a mission and you believe in a vision. But um, we just had our 10th anniversary. We did have a sort of introspection and a retrospective, and we feel that um, we have really gone a long way. We still have quite some ways to go. Uh, but those challenges in some ways were also opportunities in that they made us grow. We've heard from other guests that growing a startup comes with fundraising difficulties. And in Dar Sehmad's case, fundraising came with its own set of risks, especially when the concept was so foreign to many. Financing a project that will extract water from fog seemed as though it was impossible. So in that sense, writing grant proposals and working on convincing arguments was extremely difficult. And I'm extremely thankful to the Expo Life team. The funds we have received from them have been absolutely instrumental in expanding the fog collection project and in connecting actually another layer of fog, which is doing permaculture and agroecology because it is one thing for people to drink the water and stay in their villages, but it is yet another thing to have these people actually have a, a valid source of livelihood. And so we have managed with the funds to actually combine both fog and agriculture. And this has been an amazing addition to the projects of Dar Sihmat. That's lovely. Well, the work that you've committed yourself to is noble to say the least. But it's also hard work. What is it that keeps you going? 
the work that I'm doing is anchored in my heart. I am so passionate about fog. I am so much uh, enamored with the phenomena that uh, uh, I, I want people to take away this idea that uh, once a work is steeped in a sense of attachment and respect for our environment, then it, it can only uh, give back many folds in return. I mean, every day I wake up and I think about fog and every day I wake up and I have to write a report and I have to send a, a funding request and so on and so forth. Despite sometimes the difficulty, the tiredness, the druggedness, the nature of the work, I never give up because I always have the eye on the prize and this prize is not necessarily for me, but for us as a community. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.